Thank you for joining me today for Carl Erickson's Sounds and Words, a podcast with a difference. Our guest today is William Snyder, the producer of EWTN Radio's Bear Wozniak Adventure, as well as the founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, a nonprofit Catholic youth and young adult ministry. Welcome to Sounds and Words, Bill. I understand that you have an interesting faith journey story. Can you share that with us today? Carl, I guess you could say I do have an interesting uh, faith journey, I guess, um, a a unique one anyway. I was uh, born with a condition called Tetralogy of Fallot, which is a congenital heart defect. And that congenital heart defect uh, basically required immediate open heart surgery. So at three weeks of age, uh, I had open heart surgery uh, to repair that problem. Uh, But right before that, um, I was baptized, and I was baptized... Uh, by uh, a priest in the hospital chapel uh, hours before my first surgery. And while I, while I can't tell anybody that, that um, baptism was more important than theirs, uh, I can tell you that uh, God came in a sacramental way early in my life uh, into my heart. And so um, I, I consider that a great blessing uh, that, that that happened, but uh, I also grew up with many different challenges as well. So I, I grew up with the challenge of having to um, overcome some physical disabilities because in the first several um, years of my life, I had multiple um, medical operations and things like that. And uh, somewhere along the way, I actually had a stroke uh, that impacted the left half of my body. And so uh, the fine motor skills weren't there. I wasn't able to, um, you know, uh, perform uh, certain certain things without adaptation without without help so uh, there were there were many uh, different uh, challenges that I had to overcome some of them were the physical I also had some learning disabilities that I had to overcome as well um, but but yeah that is really how my faith um, was formed through this uh, spirituality of overcoming obstacles and uh, I can tell you that even today I still have that spirituality of overcoming obstacles because um, you know these these issues uh, don't just disappear uh, when you when you graduate uh, you know high school or college uh, they're with you for a lifetime so um, you know I I certainly feel that uh, that maybe that part of my story is a unique one. I became a youth minister uh, in uh, in two thousand and seven when I graduated, uh, and and that was a powerful uh, you know time to realize okay you know what I've equipped you with these. Um, you know, struggles, I've equipped you with the knowledge, and now it's time to go and put it into action, help mm-hmm. people. And so uh, for me, uh, you know, my my faith has always been one of action. Uh, it's always been, you know, I, I'm i not the person that's going to sit around, I mean, you know, not to say I don't pray the rosary, but I'm not going to be right. one of those old, old rosary ladies in the pew. That just isn't my, um, you know, isn't my charism. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's to be out actively working and, and evangelizing and talking with others. Uh, and, and, and helping them share their story because everyone has a story of faith and, right. and, and sharing that is, is what makes people uh, grow, you know, what, what makes others uh, grow in faith too, is when you share your story. Right. So was it in high school that you really developed the, um, the idea of your uh, youth ministry um, uh, goals, um, uh, your purpose? You know, I'll say that uh, I, I certainly had a uh, great high school um, 
a great high school experience. So therefore, I knew that I wanted to give back in some way. And, and so that's the reason why I pursued a, a, you know, a theology degree, because I, you know, I knew that I also have a passion and love for uh, technology um, and, and communications and radio and, and video editing. So mm-hmm. here we are with um, you know, two degrees, actually. I graduated with a double major in uh, communications and theology. So okay. uh, from the University of Scranton, by the way. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about your uh, contemplative stations of the cross? Yeah, so uh, you know, actually, that bore right out of um, the, um, the 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 ministry I was doing at uh, St. Francis de Sales as a youth minister in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. That was um, a a, uh, a tradition at the parish always put on a living stations of the cross. Mm-hmm. So what we would do is we would uh, put on a, a lit. A living stations of the cross where our teens would um, do a stage uh, kind of presentation in our in our cafeteria uh, with with different music and 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 writings and whatnot and I uh, and, and it was a tradition long before I had actually started at the parish um, and so when I took it over, uh, you know, as the new youth minister in that role, they uh, both the pastor and the former youth minister told me that's the one thing I could not cut out of the program. Mm. But but the pastor said, you know, it could probably use a fresh, you know, look. And so uh, I I kind of just internalized and prayed um, what is now the uh, contemplative stations of the cross, and I just kind of used uh, my imagination to build new reflections, new scripture, new. Um, uh, even even music uh, along with it uh, for the stage presentation. And then when I uh, left, I uh, was able to take the uh, the reflections and turn them into a booklet form, uh, which is now the Contemplative Stage of the Cross. But actually, uh, it, it grew out of that uh, stage presentation that uh, you know for it was refined over many years. My gosh, we were doing that stage uh, presentation for seven or eight years at St. Francis de Sales. Um, so so I have a real passion for the Stations of the Cross too because. Um, you know, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, that they are the moments of our salvation. Those are the moments that, you know, Christ suffers and dies and we're able to stop along the way and, uh, you know, think about it. It doesn't have to be uh, like this profound thought. It could just mm-hmm. be stopping and thinking about these things. And when you look inside my booklet, you'll actually see, you know, uh, nothing. I, I think my longest reflection is maybe like four sentences. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, this isn't about, you know, reading a ton. It's about you know, thinking about what Christ has done for me and for uh, us as right. as a people. Have you considered adding uh, like illustrations or anything to the to the e- ebook format? You know, I have uh, many times, and uh, every time I'm shied away from it because of I feel the in, the, uh, the the Holy Spirit just telling me let people's imaginations run wild. Mm-hmm. The moment you put something on screen or on a page, you know. Uh, the imagination goes out the window, and you know we've we've become in this culture we've become so um, you know reliant on the images on a screen that I think we forget to use our uh, you know contemplative mind uh, to to talk about and and think about things. So I believe me, I have you know my spiritual director uh, who helped me publish the book. He he was uh, you know urging me here and there, and, and every time I just kept saying, you know, I mean, I would I would love to do a version of it, but you know, the moment that I do that, I put it in you know writing, I put it in ink, uh, or, or put it on a screen. That's what people are going to see. That's what people are going to remember. Mm, uh, right. And, and you know, my 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 version of you know what I picture in my mind has to be different than yours. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Do you know anything about the the history of the Stations of Cross, the Cross? I know that I'm reading a book about a, a painter uh, from the Renaissance, uh, well, from the 1600s or so, and I know it was a very significant part of their lives in, in Italy. Uh, but do you know how far back it goes? Um, you know, I would actually refer to you, uh, refer everyone because uh, I don't want to misquote anything, but I actually, my, my spiritual director who helped me publish the audio version as well of the stations, does mm. an entire, uh, it was a resource, it's a free resource on my website or on my web store uh, that is actually the overview of the history, theology, and tradition of the stations. Of the oh, Cross. okay. And uh, it's by Father William Zimmer. He, he authored it, he wrote it. Um, and, uh, and it's a free PDF download. It goes into great depth about, uh, the history and tradition of the stations. And it's absolutely beautiful. We, we, he also recorded an audio version for the audio stations as well. And he presented okay. it. It's, it's, it's fascinating, uh, but there's so much to it. I don't want to misquote it. I understand. Or anything like that. That's great. That's great. Um, so how did you get involved with E, uh, EWTN radio? Uh, so my, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of indirectly uh, related to EWTN radio. Um, I, I ended up meeting Bear Wozniak, who is a personality on the EWTN radio network at a uh, conference in Chicago. Uh, I was uh, working at a Catholic radio station at the time and I was doing some interviews and he asked me, hey, can you technically produce my radio show that I've been doing? You know, I have a guy who's only doing this temporary for me. Would you be able to produce my radio show called now called the Bear Wozniak Adventure okay. um, is on EW10 Radio. So um, I am kind of friends with Bear, and we, um, you know, together he uh, he well, he does all the interviewing, all that stuff, and then you know ships me the files, and I, I edit them professionally for him, which is awesome because you know again it is EW10 uh, Radio. He's on EWTN and uh, and he's also on like all your podcast feeds and everything. His show's just a great manly show. So if you haven't uh, heard of the Bear Wozniak adventure. Check it out. Uh, okay. All you got to do is Google that. All right. Very good. Um, what would you describe or how would you describe the mission or purpose of the Bear Wozniak program? And um, and who is Bear Wozniak? A little bit more info on that, maybe. Yeah, sure. So Bear is a uh, world champion tandem surfer, mm. uh, adventurer, motorcycle rider, um, unbelievable, unbelievable evangelist. Uh, and, and he... Um, you know, uh, really created a radio show that is all about um, helping men develop their faith. Um, you know, as as he uh, kind of teases in his one of his intros, he talks about uh, you know turning turning this off and turning on a soft rock station instead. <laughs> right, I saw that. Yeah, you know, right, and, and and it's because he really tries to hit and you know square up men to live you know, passionately their Catholic faith and learn about it and be real men. You know, uh, you know, saints are, are, are not pushovers in his mind. I mean, I'm sure there's a few saints that, that were pushovers, but in his mind, saints are not pushovers. And, and so men are, are challenged to be uh, on, on that show, not to be pushovers. And he, and he brings on great guests. I mean, he has amazing people, uh, you know, everybody from Jeff Cavins to uh, Dr. Ray Garendi. He brings on great guests and he tries to inspire uh, men just to live their Catholic faith, uh, you know, with with boldness, and, right. you know, whatnot. That's great. That's great. What advice would you have for uh, Catholics who are interested in getting uh, a start in religious radio broadcasts? Uh, I would just say to start. 
Um, you know, it, it is very easy. You know, today, all you need to do is have a cell phone uh, and pretty much you can podcast. Uh, and, and, you know, podcasting is pretty much the new um, means of, of listening and consuming radio. Not that terrestrial radio is going away anytime soon. I mean, I have a terrestrial radio show and it's going to be in existence. But the way young people and the way old people now are really consuming podcasts, you know, <coughs> on right. demand listening. Um, I would just say get started. I mean, there's great services out there. I happen to use a service called Podbean, um, but you know, it's it's very it's very easy uh, to get started. Pick up a microphone uh, and you know, and start talking about it. Obviously, have a plan before you start talking. You know, think about it, pray about it with the Holy Spirit, and find out what where what the niche is. You know, find yeah. out what your spirituality is. Uh, you know, mine could be you know along the lines of encouraging, you know, sowing hope into broken hearts is what I say. You know, on, on it's part of my ministry tagline, but find out what the Holy Spirit wants you to talk about and wants you to do, because I, I guarantee you it's going to serve a purpose, hmm. you know, it, it, in, in somebody's life. If, right. you, if you intentionally do it, you know, the Holy Spirit makes divine appointments with people on their cell phone daily. Hmm. Um, you know, as they're listening to this, running on a, you know, running on a treadmill in a gym or. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my son-in-law noticed that you were also an Eagle Scout, and he suggested that I ask you about what your uh, final project was, what you chose for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a great question. Um, so my final project was uh, actually at a place called Dalesford Abbey uh, in Paoli, Pennsylvania. I lived in Pennsylvania before I moved to Wisconsin. And um, in, in, uh, two, in I guess it was 2001, Three, I guess it was close to 2003. Um, I built a stream uh, or, or I built a bridge across a stream to the prayer area. And then I also rebuilt an entire waterfall in that stream. And then I cleared about 200 yards of brush away from this little outdoor oh. med meditative prayer area. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, it was, it was a really cool project uh, to do. And uh, the bridge is still standing today. When I go home to visit some family I have in Philadelphia, I often stop by and just, you know, say a quick little Hail Mary or Our Father. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm able to there. And, uh, and yeah, the bridge is still standing um, as the last time I got by last year. So oh, that's great. Um, so you had a little, uh, little taste of what St. Francis must have experienced in the, uh, the rebuilding of the chapel. Yes, absolutely. It was uh, it was definitely a very neat project, and uh, and you know again it, these uh, this order of priests was tied into my parish um, as young as a, a teenager too. Oh, so, okay. Uh, it was it was kind of a natural project for me with the amount of time I was spending at the church anyway. Oh, that's great. That's great. How do the values instilled within the Eagle Scout program apply to your spiritual life and ministries? Oh, you know, I mean, they, they are invaluable, absolutely invaluable. Uh, they are ingrained in you, uh, you know, from, from day one, you know, um, the, the scout law is just, you know, a part of you. Huh. Uh, and, and so there's, there's so much, there's so much that is, you know, trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, reverent. Huh. Um, you know, all of those, all of yeah. those things are so just ingrained in you uh, from, from, from living as an Eagle Scout. Um, and, and, uh, you know, living the, the scout motto to be prepared. I mean, gosh, we need to be prepared, uh, for what's, you know, for, for our lives and what's happening. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's so much going on in the world. So, so being prepared for your faith life and, and, and learning about your faith and coming to know your faith more and more. Um, so, so very, very important. That's great. This, uh, this is the first podcast I've done since the COVID-19 quarantine began. Uh, attending mass yesterday was a real blessing, but at times we're all battling an internal darkness or negativity. What words of wisdom do you have for um, all of us in this strange period of history? Yeah, uh, it really is strange, isn't it, Carl? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely battling, um, you know, our, our, so some internal demons, as you kind of mentioned, this internal uh, struggle and battle. And I would just say um, dur- during this time, take, take a deep breath, take a deep breath and know that God is God, right? You know, mm-hmm. know that I'm God, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. And um, we, we can find ourselves frenetically bouncing inside, almost like a ping pong ball inside of our own walls, you know, or a pinball inside mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. own walls, like from one thing to the next and right. not really focused. Yeah. And so, and so taking just a deep breath and saying, all right, God, you, you know, you're still here. You know, I, I, I know that I have some increased anxiety. I know that I have some increased, you know, increased worry in my life. Um, but, but let's just take a deep breath. Remember that you are, are in control during this time. I'm doing everything that I can do. Um, you know, whether that be, you know, pr- praying privately or, you know, attending mass, if your diocese is reopening now, mm-hmm. um, and, and being able to be safe doing so. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, participating in the sacraments, even, uh, you know, when, when, when things get restarted, going back to confession, going back to, uh, mass for people, but, but yeah, I would just say, be still and don't, and don't worry so much, you know, because yeah. God is still in control. Exactly. Exactly. Is there a particular saint that you, uh, that has been meaningful for you in a special way, uh, over the course of your life? Yeah. I, you know, um, I have a very close, uh, relationship, uh, with Padre Pio. Oh, okay. Uh, and and uh, Saint Padre Pio, and uh, you know my 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 grandmother, uh, who actually just recently passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, not I'm sorry. Years, uh, that's all good. Uh, she, you know, she. There's no doubt in my mind that Padre Pio uh, you know, was able to uh, bring her to heaven as well. But uh, mm-hmm. she prayed for me during my first open heart surgery and all my open heart surgeries uh, to him uh, specifically. And so oh, okay. I, I I carry his relic in uh, in my pocket all the time i have a little relic of padre pio um, and uh and then i also have uh a rel- the other big saint i would also say is uh, saint Sol- uh, solanus casey uh yeah. and solanus casey just was a guy who opened doors and that's what he did um the reporter and uh that's what we have to do we have to open doors we have to open the doors uh for others into the uh catholic you know church we have huh. to, we have to, so that's what i th- those two saints i carry in my pocket i carry their relics in in, in my pocket oh that's uh, I also- that's great. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say something else? Oh, no. I, I also, of course, uh, with all my broadcasting, have uh, thanks to thanks to Alan Smith recently. He sent me a piece of uh, the uh, cassock of uh, venerable Fulton J. Sheen. So, oh, my word. So, oh, that's so wonderful. I have a very small piece of his cassock. Oh, that's lovely. Keep that uh, next to my um, You know, to non-Catholics, I'm thinking there may be a sense of confusion regarding the, the whole, the whole purpose of relics. Can you kind of enlighten listeners regarding, regarding that? 
Yeah, you know, um, as as one of my uh, priest friends once said, you know, relics relics and sacramentals are kind of like antennas. You know, um, just just like you would uh, keep a, a um, you know a reminder of a loved one that has passed away mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. home, pictures or whatever. Um, these these are reminders that this person lived a great life, yeah. and you know, as as far as yeah. saints go, uh, you know the church has declared them to be in heaven, uh, yeah. and so they're a citizen of heaven, and it's like keeping that little antenna. Uh, so, that, so that they can, um, you know, intercede for you. You yeah. know, we're not worshiping them. We're not putting you know them on our bodies, or you know, to to, to you know, you know, to say now they're part of me. No, no, oh, it's just yeah. something that we are, you know, to remind us that you know there is somebody who has won the victory, and mm-hmm. that they can still help us in heaven. Yeah. And so that's that's the reason why um, you know I carry relics or I keep them on me, uh, just to be a reminder that this person has won the victory and you know what if i need a little extra help i can turn to them and say hey would you go ask jesus for this for me you know yes uh, and and uh you know just to just to you know venerate their life and thank them for uh for for what they did in their life that yeah. led them to- yeah that's that's great there is no death in christ um they're right. more alive today than than we are um yeah that's wonderful well um Thank you very much for joining us today on Sounds and Words. It's been a pleasure having you on, and I look forward to talking to you again um, sometime. Yeah, Carl, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate this, and uh, and and God bless you and your ministry. You you as well. 